Welcome to Live from Studio One. I'm Emily Reese. The Minneapolis-based Atlantis Quartet performed for us here at Jazz 88 not long ago, shortly after the release of their fifth album, which is called Hello Human. The album contains original tunes, which is a bit of a hallmark for the quartet. You'll hear them talk about that a little bit later. Atlantis is made of Zach Harris on guitar, Brandon Wozniak on tenor sax, Chris Bates on the bass, and Pete Hennig on drums. And here's Pete talking about how they became a quartet. We met in 2006. I had a practice space, and I had uh, heard Zach playing with a different group, so I hung outside the door and waited till they were done and introduced myself. And I think shortly after that, we set up some jam sessions. And I also had met Brandon at a gig right around the same time. So uh, the three of us got together not too long after that, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then it was a couple of years later, uh, we had Chris join the band on the bass. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that was 2008. Does that sound right? Yeah. So you always uh, talk to me a little bit about the instrumentation because, you know, a, a common thing in jazz is that guitar and piano share a role in yeah. a lot of ways. So it's not uncommon to have a guitar instead of a piano, but it's also not terribly uncommon to have both. Sure. So what, what's the decision there? Yeah, well, this is Zach. I'm the guitarist. <laughs> and uh, Very pro I'll, guitar right now. I'll field this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, when we when we first started playing guitar. together, uh, yeah. we were a quintet. We had a pianist for, um, I don't know, the first couple months. And the very first gig that we played, I'm not sure if we even had a name yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, we played after, after getting together for a few rehearsals and sessions. Uh, and we did have a piano player at that time. But then uh, things just didn't work out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he ended up moving away. And we just kind of went with the quartet for a while. And then, of course, you know, one of the one of the pitfalls of naming yourself something quartet is that then you're (laughs) then you're branded with a certain uh, number of players. (laughs) you know. Um, But also logistically, it's. You know, the more people you have, the harder it is to line up a gig, the harder it is to line up a rehearsal, sure. to uh, pay for things on the road, all, all kinds of stuff. Fit so, on a stage. Fit on a stage. Fit on a yeah. stage, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the four works well. There certainly have been moments and tunes where having a piano in addition would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you kind of learn how to make it work with what we have. And I think that helps kind of define the sound that it ultimately ends up having as well yeah and speaking of sound brandon and zach you two sound so good together i mean you obviously you all sound good together but i mean specifically your tone on the guitar and your tone on the tenor just blend so well together tell me a little bit about that (laughs) yeah i think that's just um this is brandon i'm the saxophone player for atlantis quartet and I, i think we've just kind of it's just the most important thing is to kind of listen to the the people that you're working with and try to blend as much as possible. We do have a lot of like unison lines in our, our melodies. So um, over the years, I think definitely we've kind of honed that a little bit. And, you know, that just comes from working with the same person for how many years? 10, 12? 12 years? 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> but it pays off sound wise, I guess. Here's the Atlantis Quartet playing Ligaments off their new album, Hello Human, live from Studio One on Jazz 88. (laughs) ¶¶ 
That was the Atlantis Quartet playing a track called Ligaments from their new album, Hello Human. You heard Zach Harris on guitar, who wrote that tune, Brandon Wozniak on tenor sax, Chris Bates on the bass, and Pete Hennig on drums. This is live from Studio One on Jazz 88, where we invite Minnesota jazz artists to come play a set for us and chat for a bit. Atlantis Quartet came to the Jazz 88 studios to play some tracks for us off that new record, and they'll be playing more from the new album as they're gearing up for their first show of the year on Monday the 21st at Ice House in Minneapolis. So tell me about the music, because you, you're all very much into doing original tunes. So who is there someone who does the lion's share of the writing, or is it pretty split, or how does that all uh, shake out? This is uh, Chris Bates, bass player, and... One of the reasons I actually was excited to join the band when they asked me to join was that they did focus on original music, and that was something that I wasn't doing a lot of at the time that I joined the band. And uh, so that's kind of how it works. We all just bring something in, and we will then Atlantis-size it uh, (laughs) (laughs) over, over a few rehearsals or discussions. We'll sort of figure out like what we want... uh, you know, how we want the blend to work or what what we can do rhythmically or otherwise harmonically with with the tune uh, beyond what the composer brought in. And so, but it's really important for us to all ha- sort of represent ourselves as composers, but within the context of the quartet. So it's a pretty uh, democratic situation in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, it's just, originals always have a different effect on a band than if you just were to play standards or cover tunes uh, because it just, I think there's a freedom that comes from learning directly from another person's language. When they bring the tune in, you learn more about Zach or Pete or Brandon or Chris when you play that person's song. And then we just get deeper into the music through those tunes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a really good point. And, I think I think that's kind of in a lot of ways what makes this band interesting or special is because we all write for it. Um, sometimes Pete writes more. Sometimes I write more on this album. Uh, I think it's nine tunes, three, three, three from Chris and Pete and I huh. and Brandon. Brandon took a little break, but I'm sure he's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple he has things written the, plenty. And, the pike. Yeah, there will be more on the next one, I'm sure. But yeah. um, but, it, you know, even still, it's like Brandon's playing is such a part of the music that it doesn't really matter who wrote it because yep. it's going to sound like Brandon. Um, and, and ultimately it it is the sound of all of us bringing our thing to somebody else's tune. So you mentioned uh, on this album and you're referring to your new record called Hello Human. So talk us through the process of uh, making the decision to record that. And uh, that just I'd love to hear more about that whole uh, process. Uh, we decided a couple of years ago after we won the McKnight uh, Performers Fellowship to use some of that money to record a new record because we hadn't recorded in a while. And then. And then we had babies. <laughs> and so then more time passed. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, we realized, wow, it's now it's been like almost five, four years since we recorded or whatever. And so then uh, we really had talked about trying to go away and do something 
elsewhere or bring in an external producer or, you know, we were talking about a lot of different options for how we could approach getting a better record than the last ones we've made. And then what ended up happening was we decided to go to Pachyderm down in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. And so we recorded down there in the early part of January uh, during the blizzard. And so we actually ended up, it was great. Even though we were a little nervous about being snowed in, we were snowed in. So we just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hunkered down and got to work yeah. for a few yeah. days. Cool. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. Since then, it's just been a process of uh, working with our two of our good friends up here, Brett Bullion, who mixed the record, and Huntley Miller, who masters and is a Grammy-winning mastering engineer here in town. So that's who. That's kind of the team behind the recording. But the process was just that we needed to get ourselves out of our main family scene so we could just focus and be clear about what we wanted to play. Here's the title track off of Atlantis Quartet's new album called Hello Human on Jazz 88's Live from Studio One.
Hello Human, the name of that track from the new album of the same name by the Minneapolis-based Atlantis Quartet, featuring Brandon Wozniak on tenor, Chris Bates on the bass, Zach Harris on guitar, and Pete Hennig on drums. You're listening to Live from Studio One on Jazz 88, featuring the Atlantis Quartet. I'm Emily Reese. Tell me a little bit about influences. I'd love to hear from you each individually about your individual influences, but I'd also be curious to hear from any or of all of you about the group influence. In terms of my personal influences, this is Brandon again. Um, You know, I think we all have lots of influences. I think I, I started out loving, you know, bebop and Charlie Parker, like a, like most musicians, especially saxophone players, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I as I've gotten older, you know, checking out lots of different kinds of music. I mean, I think hearing the Paul Motion Trio for the first time was a huge thing for me. I think I've uh, I've learned a lot from all three of those musicians, and yeah, countless others. Obviously, I I think our group sound just developed over time playing together. I think when we first started out, we didn't. Um, we weren't necessarily getting together to like start this band and start getting gigs and and all that stuff. I think we just used it kind of to get together to play because we all really wanted to do something and be consistent with it and kind of write for it and have a safe space for um, all of us at that time. I know for me and Pete and Zach, I think we had all written a little bit of music, but not tons up to that point. We were younger then and maybe dabbled in it, but didn't like, actually consciously try to write for for people and over the years now you get to a point where you can kind of like hear the musicians you're working with and tailor tunes and and Mm -hmm. and melodies to to the musicians that you're working with and for us I think we've kind of we definitely have some kind of sound I think in the the way that we write we definitely we all write differently but I think you know not every tune makes the cut for for our band but um but a lot of them do and I think that's just getting to know your bandmates over the years and and, and kind of fine-tuning those things as you go and learning how to edit, you know, your compositions and, you know, self-edit the way that you play this music. And Yeah, just like all the jazz masters before us, I guess, if you want to get silly with it. But uh, this is Chris again, and I have a ton of influences across all genres of music. So, you know, and I think that goes for everybody in the band. Uh, I think I will say that there's an interesting prog rock and sort of odd meter exploration in this band that really appeals to all of us, but especially Pete and I sort of have a love for a lot of that kind of music. And so that comes across in how we accompany or come up with certain ideas when we're playing the tunes. So all of those things just get thrown into the mix and then they come out as Atlantis Quartet at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, this is Pete here again, the drummer. Um, <clears throat> we kind of have no choice sometimes. Uh, it's going to sound like Atlantis. I I even kind of like, um, when, when I first started writing for this band, I wasn't really writing for this band. I was just kind of writing. And uh, I'd bring some ideas in, and I'd realize quickly, like, Oh yeah, uh, Brandon has to breathe. So I should probably. <laughs> There's one song on the new record where I forgot that. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, or you know, yeah, Zach can only play you know five to six notes at once, and you know, so I have to be a little more conservative with voicings and and things like that. And it just by you know default, or actually, I don't want to use that term, but it augments the the composition in a lot of ways, um, just by having the uh, individuals play the music. Um, so yeah, I guess when, when people, I mean, if they 
do ask us like how do we define our sound it's i guess it's just very natural like it's it's our uh it's our talents and our limitations at the same time that make our sound yeah i i believe favorite uh, drummers my favorite drummer oh boy uh there's too many to, to say right now you know uh when i i think the first thing that caught my ear was uh the uh when the levy breaks drum beat by led zeppelin john bonham Because whenever I heard that, I didn't need to hear any of the music or the singer to recognize what song that was. So I knew right away that there's a big personality behind that beat. And uh, from there, I just um, kind of followed their influences, who they listened to, and it kind of led me to jazz. Mm. So for the last 20 years, I've been trying to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, all all the greats. uh, There's too many to list here. Sure, sure. Yeah, like Pete, I think I kind of came to jazz from other music, whereas I think Brandon and Chris kind of grew up with with that music in the house and or you know on their instrument more. But um, yeah, it's uh, individual influences, you know, in jazz. Uh, I guess for, as far as guitar, I, I was a big Pat Martino fan for a long time. Nice, um, but it, interestingly, it was like becoming friends and musician, you know, colleagues with these guys kind of took me out of that. You know, like the first time Pete was talking earlier about the first time he heard me playing with another group and he waited outside and I came outside and he was like, you sound like Pat Martino, man. (laughs) (laughs) And it was literally in that moment that I was like, I got to stop sounding like Pat Martino. (laughs) (laughs) I was a high compliment, but at the same time, like, oh, yeah, okay. I got to figure out some other things. So um, really like, you know, along with these guys checking out people that they were into and I think sharing a lot of our influences uh, and the things that we were into at that time helped develop each of our individual influences after that for myself, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, one bassist just going back to like a band sound, uh, you know, Chris is definitely a big Dave Holland fan. And I think when Mm. we first started, that was something we all shared was an interest in that music and the odd time signatures and, and things of that nature. And, um, you know, like, like Brandon was saying, things have changed and developed uh, just because of our own individual playing and sound. But mm-hmm. that was something, I think, a jumping off point that we could all kind of start at. So quickly, who are you listening to right now? I don't care if it's jazz or whatever, you know, just who's who's been uh, in your playlist lately? Uh, Nick Barch, Ronan, and uh, he's got, he's a... Uh, ECM recording artist and he writes these amazing compositions that are all based on like minimalist loops that repeat in layers Cool. with the band. Uh, I just put my iTunes library on shuffle usually <laughs> and I take what comes at me. So I, wow. um, I, I say the same thing ever since I had kids that I, my listening is much more random now. Um, I used to like do what I call active listening a lot more where I would, I would listen to the music until I could almost play everybody's part basically. And now it's just kind of a sound that washes over me. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's see a few people that I've been listening to. There's a a drummer composer. He plays everything. He sings. His name's uh, Lewis Cole and he's in a group called Knower. 
Uh, and I just think that his playing and writing are just amazing. And he kind of crosses genres from pop to jazz to uh, new age and experimental. Uh, there's another trio called the Dawn of Midi, which is like an acoustic trio that plays electronic music, if you can somehow imagine that. Um, and then, you know, I'll put on stuff that I used to listen to. Lately, I've been on like a nostalgia trip, like buying old records and listening to stuff I listened to when I was, you know, a teenager. And uh, there's still some some magic there, like in an old Led Zeppelin record or a Cream record or something like that. And uh, you know, I kind of listen to it with new ears. Like it still sounds fresh to me. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, Brandon, um, I... These days, mostly because I have a three-year-old daughter, I hear a lot of horrible pop music. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of it's horrible, but a lot of it's pretty terrible. Um, But when I'm like cooking or listening for myself, I think mostly now I'm going back to filling in some gaps. Uh, Not that I didn't listen to these people, but like Lester Young and Coleman Hawkins and Louis Armstrong and all those groups, um, uh, just to kind of fill in those gaps a little bit or kind of reconnect with that music. That, to me right now, brings me the most satisfaction listening-wise. You know, there's tons of amazing new music out there as well. But for me, when I have, you know, the limited time I have to actually sit down and listen to something, I tend to go back and try to find records that I haven't, you know, spent enough time with, and I've been really enjoying doing that. Yeah, I've been checking out some of the old stuff, too, actually with my daughter, um, cause nice. she, she likes the old, yeah, my stuff, kids the old jazz. Like that too. Yeah, it's great. Um, then, uh, otherwise I had to look at my phone and kind of see what I have been my recently played here, but, uh, I, I kind of like checking out, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like checking out the new albums that are coming out. So lately I've been listening to this Jonathan, uh, Finlayson trumpet player, uh, record and, um, in common from Matthew Stevens and Walter Smith, the third. And nice. uh, Matt Stevens is an awesome guitar player and really good guy. And that, that album has been quite enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. One last question. And you've touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to hear what you really enjoy about playing with each other. It's obvious that you're friends and you in, enjoy each other's company, either that or you're very good actors. So uh, t- <laughs> tell me about uh, what, what you love about playing with each other. Well, in college, I was in a movie once and I'm I can tell you I'm not a good actor. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Were you in a few commercials too? I have yeah. been in a couple yeah, commercials. Yeah, I caught you once. Also no. not good acting though. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch those, it's not it's not good. Um I think the thing I enjoy the most is yes, the friendship, the camaraderie, but also um the trust and kind of the automatisms, if that's a word I can use or make up, uh, that you that you develop. You know, it's like I hear, I can hear the tendencies of everybody. Um, you know, when Brandon starts doing something, I can tell if he's ramping it up or winding it down, or you know that he might take it outside or you know things like that, and. Uh, you know, and that's true with everybody. So that's a part that's really enjoyable that you don't necessarily get with people that you haven't played with very much. Yeah. And I guess, you know, uh, Pete here, drummer, uh, I would just add to that, that there are a lot of situations. I think we're all side men, musicians here too, who have to work for people where you don't get a chance to let your personality musically come out per se, you know, and uh, if someone's feeling you know, moved to play completely 
raucous and out of control or do something completely left of center, uh, the band will support you. At least that's been my experience, which is great. And through that, I think a lot of um, musical moments that I would never have the chance to have on in most gigs, they, they are allowed to happen in this group. So that that's really exciting as well. Yeah, Brandon here. Um, I think, yeah, having a lot of familiarity with, with the with this group. It, it is nice sometimes to just be able to like, when you have some shows with a band, know the music really well and know that you don't have to like sweat a bunch of like new hard, you know, 12 or 14 new, new hard pieces of music or something. If you're playing with their newer group or something. And, um, sometimes maybe that can lead to a little bit of complacency. I think we've, you know, every band that's been together for a, a long period of time is going to maybe encounter that a little bit. But since we were able to kind of, we all, you know, at least three of us had, had younger kids, um, a few years ago, we, you know, took a little time. We didn't take any kind of like hard break or anything, but we weren't playing maybe quite as much or discussing the future of the band quite as much as we had been maybe in the previous, you know, six, seven years or something of the, of the group. But yeah, that is a nice thing to kind of have. I know that when we have these gigs booked, we can kind of just show up and do our thing. And, and now having a little space, you know, between the last record and this one, I think there's an added excitement level to get this record out and, and play this music with, with these guys. So yeah, we're excited about, about doing it. And, you know, with the, the other side of that coin is now we're in a space where we can maybe like create more, listen to each other more. And once you kind of approach it from that angle, it's kind of feels more wide open than it ever has. So even though we had definitely have, you know, kind of set things in our, in our music and parts and, and all those things that are, are on there. Yeah. Well, thank you all so very much again for coming in and playing. It was really awesome. So thanks so much thanks, thank Emily. You for having us. Here's one more track from their new album. This is Five Corners.
That track is called Five Corners, played by the Atlantis Quartet, live for us here at Jazz 88. You can find it on their new album, Hello Human, or perhaps hear them perform at Ice House in Minneapolis on Monday the 21st of January at 8 p.m. Thanks again to the Atlantis Quartet. The players are Brandon Wozniak on tenor sax, Zach Harris on guitar, Pete Hennig on drums, and Chris Bates on bass. You've been listening to Live from Studio One on Jazz 88. I'm Emily Reese. Our producer is Justice Sanchez. A longer version of our conversation is on our website, jazz88.fm. You'll hear members of the quartet talk about their musical influences and who they're listening to these days. Live from Studio One is supported by the Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.